no ketchup, no ketchup. Yo, what's really good? It's your main man, Sean Little from the No Ketchup Podcast. Wanted to send a reminder. Make sure you rate and review No Ketchup available everywhere. iTunes, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts, No Ketchup is on there. Make sure you tell everyone it's the best sports podcast in the world. Drop that five-star review. Pass the links to the homies. Let everybody know. You know the deal. No Ketchup. Sports Talk via Chicago. Lock in. What's really good, my people? Welcome into No Catch Up Sports Talk via Chicago. I'm your host, Sean Little Big Nick the Quick with me. As always, we got a lot to talk about, man. We missed last week, so we're going to catch up here. NFL's around the corner, but first, we're talking about Brady. His little two-week break, a little two-week layoff. What do we want to What do we want to call it? Is it acceptable? Why wouldn't it be acceptable? We'll talk about that. We got to talk about the Nigerian nightmare, Kamara Usman's KO. Um, have you ever seen, what's another, what's something that comes to mind where it's completely locked up and it just changes at, at, at the last minute like that with the Leon Edwards KO kick to the head. The, the, the word I wanted to use for it, Nick was lucky, but I knew that was extremely wrong and disrespectful. So I gotta, I, I, I want to talk about what, what we can call that and how that, what, what would be a, what's a fitting description for what happened. And then we'll get into Jason Tatum. He talked to, uh. I'm blanking. I, I just blanked on her name, but she had, he had an interview Rooks. with, with uh, Taylor Rooks and he <laughs> talked about uh, superstars and he was talking about some other players and he talked about his hand being broken in the finals and, and taking taking the brace off for the cameras and not taking it off. Oh, Interesting. I didn't, even, I didn't even know that. Yeah, yeah. We got a clip of that, but we'll uh, we'll talk about Jason Taylor. Uh, he pulled a, Le- a LeBron. He talked some LeBron stuff, so we'll talk about that. <laughs> And then uh, we'll close it with Diana Rossini of ESPN said the Bears are going to be the worst team in football. I have the clip. We'll talk about that. Break it down. You already know we're back. No catch on Sports Talk Bay Chicago Lock. What's happening? Great, man. Man, I'm chilling out here in uh, in Branson, Missouri, man. Shout out to yeah. Midwest. Yeah. Yeah, I see. I, I saw the hotel I'm in the, the background. I'm in the telly. I'm in the telly on the road. On the road, on the road again. Road, road edition. On the road again, grinding yes, away. Yes, sir, grinding all day. So, yeah, I finally got my hands on the PS5. I got fleeced. FIFA? It, yeah. No, 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 no. This is what happened, right? Oh, you mean fleeced on the on – the, yeah, okay. Oh, just the whole okay. system. Yeah, yeah. So, the new I, – I wait, I'm waiting for the new FIFA to come out. It comes out in, like, a couple weeks. Yeah. So, I didn't want to pay. First of all, they're still charging 70 for FIFA 22 when the new one comes out in literally 30 days. Yeah. So, that's how you know how they're getting down. But this is what happened. So – I went into GameStop. I'm like, yo, you guys have any PS5s? Thinking like, they don't have any, obviously, right? She, The lady goes, yeah, we get a sh- No, but we get a shipment in Friday. This is on Wednesday, I asked. I'm like, oh, yeah? She's like, yeah, I get a shipment in Friday. I'm like, okay, bet. Like, should I, do I just got to come stand in line? Or like, what's the protocol for, for grabbing one? She's like, you have to get a GameStop Pro membership to have access to like actually getting one. The pro membership's $15. I'm nice. like, okay, no problem. So I get the pro membership. Friday comes around. I go. I it, I the, the store opened at 9, and I actually couldn't get over there till like 4 or 5.30 p.m., and they still had some. 
So I went over, I grabbed it. Mind you, a digital version without the disc is 400. One with the disc, I believe, is 500. What do you mean, do you mean with the disc and without the disc? It's like one, they have two versions. One that's all digital where you just download everything, and then one that, that will take oh, the actual take games disc? and disc. Yeah. Oh, exactly. wow. What a, what a racket. All right. So the, so the, the disc <laughs> one is cheaper than the, than the, the digital is cheaper than the disc. I get there. Of course, there's no digitals left, so I got to get the disc. I'm like, whatever, I'll take the disc. Disc is is five fifty. The digitals, I think, like a hundred dollars cheaper. It's like four fifty <clears> or something like that. Whatever. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. okay, I'll pay the extra hundred. I just want to get one. Fine, no problem. Whatever. I pay the five fifty. I get the disc. She rings me up, and the total on the the little credit card thing comes up to eight sixty. I said, wait a minute. I, I, isn't the system like? For like 550 bucks, she goes, Oh, yeah, but you got to buy a bundle. She, m- mind you, she didn't even tell me this, right? You have to buy a bundle, it's a bundle deal. The bundle is you get a game like West, some West World, some like RPG game that I'm never going to play. Yeah, you have to get $175 on the PlayStation Store to buy other shit, but I, which is fine because I was going to buy the game, you're going to anyway. buy games anyways. Yeah, so that's okay, whatever. Then GameStop makes you buy a year warranty for $65 when you already have a warranty from Sony. So you can't opt out of the the warranty. So they made me buy a warranty, a pro membership, and they had it all bundled up. So I ended up spending like $865 on months. And there was no way. So did you decline the warranty? So because you declined the whole package, you can't just buy the system. It sounds like that doesn't sound right. Yeah, no, they wouldn't let you just buy. It's a bundle. Have you can you confirm this through through like a third party or something after the fact? Because that this, seems like this is I the game. Know, the man. GameStop bundle. If you don't want the bundle, they won't sell you the system. That's wild. Yeah, yeah. The the worst part. The worst part was the the warranty. Because you got you got folks out here saving five fifty to go to the system, and they go into GameStop and get whacked over the head for another three hundred. For another you know three I mean? bills. That's not like an extra fifty or twenty. That's an extra three hundred. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> that's the that's, 60%. It was crazy. It was crazy. Yeah. But I got one. We're locked okay. and loaded. Let's do it. And um, let's talk about Tom Brady and what he's got I'm, going I'm on. I'm still rocking the regular Xbox, man. I haven't upgraded. I don't play enough to upgrade. Man, to I don't system. think I'm going to play was... enough either, to be honest. Yeah. I, and I got the I Game Pass thing, anyway. so I'm still on the FIFA 22, the Madden 22, and yeah. all that. Yeah, yeah. heavy. Yeah. yeah, I don't play enough either, but we're going we gonna to try to play. All right, let's get into Tom, man. Tom Tom takes a couple weeks off. Of course. He's like, yeah, I'm out of here. People are talking about that. It's the mass singer. Hey, listen, I, 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 support, I support that theory. It the mass singer sense. theory? It makes absolute perfect sense. Yeah, I think he's doing the mass singer. Yeah, like he retired. He had some time. Did you see, so did you see the video that that chick posted? And yeah, like yeah, it yeah. all lines up. And plus, they were like, they asked someone who's close to Brady, like, is this the type of thing that he would do? And they were like, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, for sure, man. He was already going to retire anyways. He probably signed on to do it. He's got this big-ass deal with Fox. So one of the theories that people don't know is that he's he, Tom Brady's out of camp, been out of camp for two weeks. Um, team knew about it. They know, allegedly, when he's coming back. And a lot of theories floating yesterday. around. Yeah, he came back yesterday. A lot of theories floating around. One of them is that Brady's doing the Masked Singer, which uh, I've not really watched, but I know how it works. Um <clears throat> 
and that, you know, a lot of these timing dates line up and the fact that he has this mega deal with Fox after he was going to, when he was going to retire, you know, do a broadcasting and all these different things. And uh, yeah, so I want to kind of put it out there that he's doing the master, the masked singer. For me, it makes sense. It sounds like some Brady shit. Like, yeah, y'all, y'all figure it out. Man. Hey, Todd, you got this, man. It's all good. You know, I'm going to show up. I'm going to show up week one, do my thing. <laughs> Just like I I've think been the doing. Best, the best yeah. part about all this is that no matter what he was doing, no one can say shit to him by anything. No. It doesn't matter. If he, if, if he was doing the mass Singer, what are you going to Like, that's probably inappropriate, to be honest with you. Is it? Like, if, if I'm at camp busting ass and you dip to go do the mass Singer, like, that's probably an issue, but you can't say anything. Who, yeah, who's going to say something to Brady? I wonder who who of his teammates are going to have a problem with it though, because he's not the first vet to pull some shit to get out of camp. Who was it? Uh, sure. I think it was Walter Jones. He was a left tackle for the Seahawks. He would sign one year contracts every year so that he didn't have to go to training camp. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like no, shit, I mean, like that. You know what I mean? I yeah, he yeah, just he just signed at the end of the summer. Like, all right, I'm back. All right, cool. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm not doing this camp shit. So it's it it's it really is, not. Man. If he's under your business. I will say this, man. If they get off to a slow start, it's just such low-hanging fruit for someone to come up and, and, and bring up if they need to. I Actually, I think I, I'm really leaning. I'm betting D- Dallas in week one against against the Bucks. I think it's Dallas plus one. Tampa Bay is minus one in week one. I'm really leaning. I'm going to bet Dallas in that game. Where, where that opening it? game is in Dallas, I believe. Pretty sure it's in Dallas. They had a one and one last year. They played in Tampa. They opened the season in Tampa. This year they're going to open it in Dallas. I think I'm going to take Dallas. There's a lot of stuff going on with Tampa Bay. Refuse to put any money around Mike McCarthy. So you can, you can <laughs> yeah. I don't don't let it, don't let it be close. And the pivotal decision needs to happen because you know what he's going to do. Yeah, I feel that. I feel that. So I can't argue with that. But uh, but no, I mean, I think. Look, man. You know, once the season starts and all that, I don't think there's any question about Brady's dedication. Is he going to be locked in? Obviously, he's gonna be he's gonna be doing everything that the team needs him to do and what he's been doing for the past twenty plus years. So I think that like obviously, yeah, on the surface, it's not the right thing to do. But I think you've got to consider the Tom Brady of it all and that it's Brady. You know what I mean? And like I think that that matters, right? Like again, I think he's gonna be locked in. He's been that bill in the last couple of years. He set his expectation. This was something that was planned already. So it's not like he just came and said, "Hey, look, I'm out in the next two weeks." You know, they had already agreed upon this. I'm assuming when he returned. Yeah. Um, so there you go. It is what it is. It is what it is. Is right. So stay locked. We'll see what we'll see when we'll so see when when go you ahead. brought up Brady. I thought you were talking about the uh, the Dana White thing. Oh yeah, let's talk about that too. Actually, yeah, yeah. I thought that's where we were going with this. Um, the Dana White thing is dead on. He's not. I think that's very much the truth. I think John Gruden ended up going with Derek Carr because, which is shocking to me. Um, well, let's give let's give the background on that. Yeah, go ahead. So uh, they were doing. They had the Gronks watching. You know, like now they do a lot of these simulcasts during terrible uh, the TV games and stuff. It. Yeah, it was terrible. Should have told but, three quarters of those cast to stay at the crib. Yeah, they had Gronkowski, his brothers, his dad, a bunch There's of people. No need for nine people. To it was be on nine the people in there. It was crazy. I, I watched it for like two minutes, but they had you know just like they do with the Mannings and all that. They had a couple uh, bunch of guests. One of the guests was Dana White, and so he basically told a story that he was involved. And I love Dana. Dana White is it's ridiculous. He just loves um, to be in the spotlight. Is what he it loves is. it. Loves yeah, it. And, and loves doesn't it. hide it either. He loves yeah. himself too. Um, 
But shout out to him, man. He's built. I was thinking about the other day. He he has built that that league into you know a, a, a mega mega attraction, man. So obviously he's done a great job. But either way, he's on there talking about it, and uh, he said basically he was brokering a deal between the Raiders and Tom Brady and Gronk's people to bring Brady and Gronk to the Raiders. He said it was pretty much a done deal, and at the last minute, Gruden pulled out. And decided I didn't want to do this. Brady and Gronk went to Tampa Bay. The rest is history. Won the Super Bowl. Um, which is funny because then they pulled that clip up against the old clip of Brady on the shop. Yeah. Where he was talking about, oh yeah, we did that. have one team I thought I was going to go to. And at the end, they pulled out. And they said they're going to stick with their current guy. And I was like, you're going to stick with this motherfucker? So obviously, you know, they brought that together. And he was talking yeah. about the Raiders and Derek Carr. Um, which I thought was hilarious, right? So yeah. I... I and it's funny because we watched that Hard Knocks that year, and it was clear that Gruden didn't fuck with Carr. Yeah, so it seemed like it, yeah. Something must have changed the way he's like, yeah, I'm going to stick with Derek instead of going with Tom because that seems like a no-brainer. Yeah, of course it's a no-brainer. You, so, always, yeah. you always go and get Tom and Gronk. This is going to be the first time Tom's without Gronk for quite a long time. So yeah. I'm excited to see what that looks like as well, especially down in the red zone. But for them, that he, if if – it sounds like the stories line up. He flat out picked Derek Carr over Tom Brady. And then Tom kind of tried to walk it back. I was like, well, I didn't even know if I wanted to go there anyway. But you could tell he was kind of hurt on that. Like, Tom, guy, it doesn't, regardless of whether he wanted to or not, Tom's Brady's like, you don't tell me no. I tell you no. You know right. what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah that's exactly. how works, right? So. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, you don't tell me no. I tell you. you I tell you no. <laughs> you wait on my answer. I'm not waiting to hear back from you. You yeah, know what I mean, exactly. so like, yeah, it seems like that obviously that obviously mattered. Well, then they showed they played that year, and the Bucks won forty five to twenty, and Tom threw four touchdowns. Yeah, I remember that. I remember he remember yeah. he was walking. Uh, he had a. I remember he had a fly ass fit because I remember he was walking down. Uh, he was on the field, and they cut to him on like some NFL Network. He had a fly fit. I was like, oh, yeah. CQ, he had yeah. to get clean in Vegas on him. Real super, quick. super clean, real quick. This is what y'all could have had. This, this is what you got. <laughs> Anything. Uh, any blowback for Derek Carr there for you, or just like? No, if you're Derek Carr, like, you should whatever. understand. Look, man, I'll say this about Derek Carr: he seems like a pretty even keeled guy that kind of rolls with the punches. Like you had to with everything the Raiders went through last year. You had players killing folks. You had your coach getting caught with the emails, and they still kind of you know played well despite all that. Playoffs, yeah. Yeah, he gets it. I actually like Derek Carr, man. I think he played well last year. I think he's fine. I don't think he's elite. I don't think he's you know you're not gonna say hey Derek Carr put the team on your back. But we talk about all the time, man. There are bad quarterbacks in the NFL, right? More than half the starting quarterbacks yeah. in the NFL are trash. Yeah. So, and Derek Carr, I don't put him in that category. Like, you can, there's guys you can win with. You can win with Derek Carr if you do the right things. You might not win because of Derek Carr, but you can win with Derek Carr. So I'm, I'm sure he looked at that and said, I understand it. Yeah. I'm bullish on the Raiders. I'm bullish on the Saints. Yep. Who's another like mid middle tier squad I'm bullish on? Th those two, for sure. I'm very excited to see play ball. I sure. think the Saints are going to be really good. I don't know about really James good. Stays healthy. They'll be very fun. competitive, and I think um, – Who's the Saints head coach? Uh, uh, McDaniels, Josh McDaniels. Oh, yeah, it's Josh? Yeah, that's what okay. I'm saying. No, Josh so, is in the Raiders. Who, who did you say? The Saints? I said the Saints, the Saints. Oh, the Saints head coach is um, this guy – I don't want to mess up his name, but it's the old – He's been there for 19 years. He was behind Peyton. He was the offensive. Dennis Allen? Dennis so, yeah. Allen. Dennis Allen, Allen the defensive Allen. coordinator. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he was, he's been there forever. Yeah, yeah, so, okay. They did yeah, promote man. him. I, yeah. I, I'm bullish on both squads. I don't think it'll be a huge 
turnover there in New Orleans and the same in Las Vegas. So I'm excited to see them. All right, let's talk about this. Uh, let's talk about this KO really quick. Kamara Usman, the Nigerian nightmare, the best, the best nickname in sports, by the way. That's the hard. That might be the hardest fighting nickname of all time. The Nigerian nightmares, and he is a nightmare. And he is a nightmare. It fits. It fits everything about him, his style, everything. He's a nightmare. Sure. He crosses. He could. He could strike. He could. He could wrestle. Probably one of the best wrestlers. He can go to the great. He can do everything. Right. Pound for pound, number one. Pound for pound, number one, best fighter in the world, especially at the welterweight. Right. He. He loses round one. And we're talking about the Leon Edwards fight. If you watch the fight, this is the the fight we're talking about. He loses round one. He gets taken down for the first time in his career. Before that, he had never been taken down ever. Mm-hmm. He gets taken down for the first time in his career. And then he – so it's a five-round fight. He then goes on to dominate round two, three, dominate. four, and all of five <laughs> until the last minute. Yeah. Leon Edwards – Throws a dummy cross left. <clears throat> Usman ducks the cross left and leans right into a full-blown left shin kick that landed beyond perfectly. Perfect. Perfect. Knocks out Usman <laughs> straight away. Bing, bing, bing. It's over. Herb Dean was like, yeah, that's done. Didn't, didn't there, even need to look at them for one second. I was like, yeah, we're, this is over. With. We're not there was a stretch. Where, well, first of all, if you were watching, you knew that Leon Edwards was toast. He was tired. He couldn't do anything. His corner was telling him that he couldn't do anything. The his corner was saying, "What are you doing?" Yeah, this like, corner. Yeah, you got to do. You got to do something. You got to do, do something. something. You got to try something. to win this fight. Yeah, you can't just yeah. Rogan and the boys are essentially saying Leon Edwards got his shot and didn't really show up. Writing his obituary live on yeah, the That's air. what they were saying. They were writing yeah. his obituary. Now it goes from Leon Edwards getting his shot to then going back to, you know, top two or three contender to being the only person to take down Kamar Usman and then knock him out and take his belt all in a matter of 55 seconds. Initially when I'm watching, my first thought is, like that's some lucky shit, but that's one hundred percent not the right way to put it. That's not the right word. It maybe maybe fortunate is the right word. Um, great timing, but how would you describe what happened and how? How do you put? If you're trying to explain to someone what happened that doesn't watch combat sports or sports in general, how would you put the kick that Leon Edwards landed on Kamara Usman? See, I don't know if I, I wouldn't use the word lucky only because even no, it's definitely not lucky yeah, because not lucky. he's training. He's still one of the best welterweights in the world. Like, and it was planned, right? He threw the left to get him to the do w, that, and immediately caught him with the kick. Like, so even at that point in the fight where he's defeated, he's tired. He he hadn't been doing shit. Like you said, he won the first round for sure. Then after that, Usman just completely dominated him. Edwards had absolutely nothing for him. But even then, in that moment, what was it like a minute and twenty left? Right, like I mean, Uz- seconds 58 seconds. Usman is cruising to victory at that point, and he still has the the mental wherewithal to make that move. Right, like he almost saw something, or he knew, like, hey, this is my kind of my last chance. I'm not gonna go out here sloppy 
throwing hay. Like if he had thrown some haymakers and it's just out here throwing shit and you have right. to catch them and it's like, wow, that's luck, right? But like that was a planned strategy. Like I, I don't know how I would describe it other than that, like that, that's why you go to the bell, right? Like that's why you gotta either finish somebody or you know, stop bullshitting. Like you, you can't it almost reminds me of <clears throat> Not because he was winning in this fight so much. I think you can only really compare it to boxing. It's hard to compare it to any other sport because there's no other sport where it turns like that. Yeah. Like even when you're talking about a team being up 20 in the fourth and another team coming back and winning like that takes time. There's multiple moments. The only thing I could think of, and again, it's not because Pacquiao was winning in this fight, but it was the Pacquiao Marquez, right? Where it's just like, look, man, you and we were watching that fight. I'm like, dog, he needs to protect himself, right? Yeah. But all it takes is one split second. Marquez called him with that nasty ass shot and it was game over. You know what I mean? It just shows, man, you can't, you can't bullshit out there. You got to stay on your toes. Um, Usman's obviously a great fighter, but you, you got to stay ready, man, because these dudes are dangerous. Like all of these dudes are dangerous. All of them are there for a reason. And he's still planning shit at the end of the fight when he's getting his ass kicked and he's clearly going to lose. And the fact that he put that together and it was so smooth, oh, it, yes. was, it was it was like that, right? The second he moved his head like this, like you said, he went right into the shin. He and threw, it was over. It was over. Like, Instantly. Over. Herb Dean looked at him and said, yeah, that's done. Like, well, Leon didn't, dropped, Leon didn't even try to jump on him. He looked yeah, at him and was like, it's over. Yeah. this is done. This is done. And he, he, he feel it too, right? Like Leon Ivers been doing this a long time. He yeah. feel it. It's uh, like hitting the home run in baseball. Like you hit that yeah. sweet spot of the bat. It's like, yeah, no. Nah, exactly. Sure. It's a certain sound. There's a yeah, certain feel. Everything. Like, you know, you've been doing this long enough. Like, you know, a guy's done. So to me, man, like, yeah, it's just, it's hard. Like, really, that's how I would describe it. That's hard. Cause a lot of dudes will quit. Look, I'm getting paid regardless. I'm not going to win. Why exert any more energy? It is. See, what it that's is. The, the thing, bro. The, the, like, the reason, like, it left such a bad taste in my mouth is because I kind of felt like he did give up. He did quit. He did, it yeah, was over. Yeah. Like, you know Clearly what I'm saying? Did. Yeah, His yeah, body sure. language, the way he was moving the around. The fourth round was terrible. Yeah, fourth, it was the it was fourth just, round, and you can't tell me that dude was going to win that fight. He, he, and I can't remember who said it on the broadcast, but they, they said it perfectly for me. There's like, he's, when the fighter's not looking at his trainer in the eyes, he's kind of yeah. ashamed of his performance, performance and yeah. what's going on. And yeah. Leon Edwards was ashamed of his performance and what was going on. That was Cormier that said that. He was getting destroyed. Yeah. And that's why it rubbed – I was rubbed in such the – like, even when he got up and was like, look at me now, like, that whole shit, yeah. I was just like – it's hard to explain what I was feeling because I just watched a guy get beat up and destroyed. Yeah. And then it's – this might not be the best analogy, but it's like it's a different sport. It's combat sports. This type of stuff can happen. But it's like a team – like in hoops or something, getting dominated the whole game. They're down 25 in the fourth. And then and if if I say if you throw the ball off the off the shot clock, hit the scores table, and then the ball goes in, you win. And then they do it, and then they talk they start talking tons of shit after about how they're the best and this, that, and the third. It just rubs. But that's me. luck. But that yeah, yeah. I mean, part of part of what happened was fortune for sure. But fortune and luck are two different things, though. Yes, no, no, no question. I, I'm just trying to explain how it because you, you're right. He, there's no question. He practiced, that was a combination. He like, practiced that setup thousands of times. I'm sure thousands of times. Knew exactly what was going to happen and, and waited for the, the right. Way, the way it played out was perfect. But something 
the the it rubbed me the wrong way for them to come out or him to come out, I should say. And just they acted, he was acting like he he was competing and was beating him up the whole like you know what I'm saying? No, it's, no, I don't. I don't what's he supposed to do? Be like, yeah, no, man, I'm not shit, saying man, he's supposed to do anything. Man, I'm I can't believe you. I won that fight, man. I'm, I'm just telling you, <laughs> I'm just telling you how how it made me feel watching it. I, 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 I haven't yeah. been that because it was perplexed. a no doubt, it was over with. It, it was, it was, and, and I mean, and forget about me having money on Usman. That doesn't even matter. Well, remember we talked, what, 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 what the live line going into the fifth round had to be off the board. Possibly. Oh, I mean, if, if <laughs> it was off the board, definitely with a minute left, I would have to think. But going into that round, it had to be like, he had to be like minus five, 10,000. Yeah, easy. Like, like easily, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think that was just like, you think there's anybody anywhere that took that? I mean, I, you would have saw it on Twitter. I don't think it, so. Yeah, the someone would have posted that ticket, right? Even you five dollars, crazy hard to do that. I don't, yeah, but yeah, I haven't, fe- I haven't had that feeling in a long time where I was sitting back and I was like looking and listening, and I was like, dude, if these dudes fought tomorrow, this guy talking all this trash would get his ass whooped up. I have yeah. no doubts. And the most interesting part about all of it is, Leon Edwards won the fight. And in the rematch, he's probably going to be able to take the most from the fight. How this guy moves, the pressure. Like, he learned the most and won the fight. You usually don't learn the most and win the fight. And I think he learned the most, won the fight, and then he's going to be able to add that and and bring that to the rematch. I don't – I mean – I don't see him beating them, but yeah. uh, Usman is going to – Usman has to – He's Just finish him. Yeah, I mean he's gonna destroy this dude in the in the next fight. Yeah, like I mean, well, yeah, it's it, it, what an interesting spot, what an interesting fight. I think it was a lot of fun either way. Shout out Leon for getting that done, and I love his story. And you know, he's from uh, he's from Birmingham. Yeah, from the trenches. Yeah, bad man thing, boy. Bad man thing from it's the from trenches, man. Bad from bad Birmingham. Man. <laughs> Shout out my man from Birmingham, man. Look at me now. The trenches. Look at me now. Bad man thing. You know what Birmingham, man. Um, I will say this entertaining night overall, starting with the uh, Big two time. things. Two things outside of the Edwards fight. First, go on Twitter and look it up. But Anthony Joshua. We, we, you and I have talked about this dude before. Yeah. This guy is uh, mentally just – This is he is who they want to be the heavyweight champion. Right? Really badly. Like, looks the they, part. I told you the other day, he's the Cliff Kingsbury of boxing, right? Like, he just looks the part. Good-looking dude, British dude. Like, yo, this is the guy we want to be the heavyweight champ. We don't want Tyson Fury. We don't want Deontay Wilder. Like, we want someone we can sell. Anthony Joshua. You know what I mean? Like, he's very marketable. Um, But zero, just mentally, and this isn't the first time he's done weird shit or said weird shit after losing, but that was the most bizarre thing I have ever seen in my entire life until uh, I saw the Luke Rockholder or whatever the hell his name is fight. That was the most bizarre thing I'd ever seen in combat sports. Um... He grabs the mic and just goes on for four minutes rambling after he lost to Usic and just talking about, I'm a professional. You want me to be Rocky Marciano? He's 12 stone. I'm 17 stone. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> um, like, just rambling on. Then goes into a hip-hip hooray for Ukraine. Like, please, if you get a chance to just go on Twitter, go on YouTube and watch Anthony Joshua post game. It's not even an interview. He just literally... I- it, 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 was like, it was like it was like uh it was like are you not entertained? 
listen, I understand what he was trying to say. He was he, he basically listen, there's a time and a place for stuff. And after you lose a fight, you have no right to grab the mic from the champ and walk around the ring and say anything, to be honest with you. If someone wants to hear from you, then fine. But there, you don't have a right to grab the mic and walk around. He basically was trying to say, hey, for, for what's going on in your home country, for you to show up like this and train like this, I saw what it did to uh, Lomachenko. He wasn't able to put it together, and I saw you were able to put it together. So big props to you. But, yeah, you don't. But that was after two minutes of talking about himself and making bail and shit. Yeah. If no, I had if I had made bail, my life would be in a different place. Like, what are you where's my cousin at? <laughs> like, what's the fuck? <laughs> shit was crazy. And then the second thing was uh the fight, the, the coat was in a co-made event where my man started rubbing. That was the craziest fight at all. Bell to bell one of the most bizarre fights I've ever seen in my entire life. And anything. Yeah, it really was the wiping uh, blood. Was... It was just the whole fight was crazy. And yeah, then my man's retired was. promptly. He started rubbing blood on him. I knew he was going to retire too. <laughs> yeah, he's like, "Nah, I want no more parts of this." Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm cool off this. <laughs> Great. Night. All right, let's get over to this Jason Tatum Taylor Rooks interview because I think this is pretty interesting. Taylor Rooks is doing an interview with Jason Tatum, and they talk about a lot of different stuff. I would, I would, I highly suggest going to check out the whole interview. It's on Bleacher Report. And they talk about the finals. They talk about, you know, Tatum's hand and it being injured. And he goes through and actually shares some details about how he was trying to hide the brace from cameras and taking it on and off. And he had like a bone spur. He had a chip in his hand. He talks a lot about it, a lot of details about it, which is interesting. So I would go is check he talk it about out. How he, is he talking about hiding in the second half of the NBA finals games? He, he didn't talk about that. Uh, uh, okay. or, yeah, that's the hiding I want to know about. If he wants to talk about that, he's because he flat out, yeah. And you want to talk about he hit. you know that Le, the, the LeBron disappearing act against the Mavs? It's very yes. similar. Yeah. Complete disappearing act in the second half of the finals, no question. Yeah. Just yeah. PJ Tucker in the corner, not a, not available. Bruce Bowen in the corner. Yeah. That's it. Meanwhile, Jalen Brown is going crazy, and then they it's, trying to move. I, we really like. I know he got heat, but I don't think he got the level of heat. It goes to that. Hey, look, I told you, just like if you're cool with the media and people like you, you can escape criticism. There's certain players with that performance that are getting leveled. I think it will continue to it'll continue to build because he had an awesome year. Sure. That's at, at that at that point in LeBron's career, he had already been to the finals when he did that. <laughs> this, this was Tatum's first finals appearance. You understand? You see you see the difference? So if this continues to happen, it's going to – oh, yeah, he's going to get tons and tons of flack. But if they get back. That's a, little, that's a little bit of the difference for sure. If, if they get back, that's the thing. If, no, if they'll, they be, get back, they, they'll be back. When? They might be back this year. I don't think so. I think I think Milwaukee is – if, 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 if your boy Middleton doesn't get hurt, they're not making uh, the finals well, last year. Yeah, so this, that's, that's my cue to, to play this video. Yeah. We're going to talk about – here's, here's Jason Tatum and Taylor Rooks talking about superstars. And Tatum comments on Kyrie and Dame Lillard being superstars. Is Kyrie Irving a superstar? Yes, Kyrie is. So, okay. I, Do you I, want me to I, say what I think about you? I agree. Okay. But then, is Damian Lillard a superstar? I think that Damian has all of the superstar qualities, 
but it's hard to put him in it in this moment because of he just like needs a little more. But obviously, like needs, he has that in him. Needs a little more. I mean, he's gotta win. He's gotta get there. Like that. It to me, that's a that's some of it. So you, so like, champion, I think, championships matter. Thoughts on Kyrie is a superstar. Yeah. Like him or not. Yep. What sure. about what about your thought? What about the thoughts on Dame Lillard? Dame Lillard is a superstar. Dame Lillard's had playoff success. Um, but didn't they make it to the they made it to what the West, Western Conference Finals? Finals? Yeah, they've won some playoff series. He's he's carried that's his what he, team. That's what, he, that's what he waved off Russ and then. Yeah, I don't think Dame Lillard, I don't think yeah, he hasn't won a championship, but his teams have also been ass. And remember, we I've you can go back through the last few years. I've been telling you about the Portland Trailblazers. They've they've doubled down on the things that they're good at and completely ignored what they can't do. Anytime you're like, hey, we're not good at defense, so you go out and get Cantor and Nurkic as your front line, you you you're pretty much punting on the idea of stopping anybody. Um, that's neither here nor there. But yeah, listen, man, yeah, Dame Lillard's a superstar. I don't know what she's talking about on that. It's almost like she wanted to make one of those like ring type arguments like we well, don't got a ring it doesn't mean nothing but like dame lewis is a superstar in every aspect of the word look yeah. at the numbers look at the performances look at what he did in the bubble um he has carried that team many times he, he's the face of that franchise he's an absolute superstar i know last year he didn't really play right so it's easy to be like oh you know he's kind yeah, of off that, but off. like took the year off you know let them rebuild a little bit let anthony simmons handle it a little <laughs> bit you know what i mean let them move out from cj he had to do what they had to do I don't know what they did this offseason. I don't think they made that team any better, um, which is kind of crazy that since they did bottom out. They, they, they haven't really done anything to make the team better, so I'm worried about them going into this year. But Dame is who he is, man. I think Dame's a superstar without a doubt. I don't even think that's a question, honestly. Yeah, no, I agree with that. How many superstars? And I think there's also – there are a lot of false superstars running around. I don't think Dame How many? Su- okay, oh, there you go. That's a, that's a perfect segue. Then who, give me a false superstar. Who? How many superstars are there in the NBA? It's hard without a list of players, but there's probably 15 to 20. No, there's not fucking 20. 15, 20 probably. superstars. Yeah, but you start going through your There's maybe 10. Guys, yeah, okay. There's probably 15. We can go 15. So let me ask this. Like, would Jimmy Butler be a superstar for you? Well, for me? You asking yeah. me? Yeah, yeah I'm asking you. Jimmy Butler is a superstar. <laughs> <laughs> Super Nova. Super Nova. <laughs> if you, <laughs> if you ask me, Jimmy Butler is I, I, think, I think he is too, though. So it's like when you start going on that. So when you start going through your list of top players, like, you know, Jimmy Butler's probably in that 10 to 15 range. So there's probably 15 guys. But like, oh, is Donovan okay, Mitchell like a in, superstar? In, no. In, in all actuality, like Mitchell Jimmy probably Bo- like Jimmy, when you start getting murky. If, if we're really, if we're really getting down to the nitty gritty, Jimmy Butler's probably. You dropping fifty in playoff games this year. I mean, I mean he, he's, he's one of he, he's he's probably one of, he's one of my top two or three favorite players in the league, without a doubt. So, yeah, we love Jimmy. You're, you're asking me if y'all took Tobias so, Harris over me. Yeah, Tobias so like, Harris over me. <laughs> it's it's a tough question, man. Because like, well, let's get the big guys out of the way, right? Embiid's a superstar. Luka. LeBron's a superstar. Luka's a superstar. Katie's a superstar. Jokic is a superstar. Kyrie. Kyrie's a superstar. Kawhi. Kawhi is a superstar. We don't man, know where he's he at. <laughs> he doesn't fucking play. This guy never plays, man. Yeah, when he does, he wins. This guy never plays. You see, you see him at the strip club the other day? 
Did you see that video? I think that's an old video, but yeah. Oh, is it? I First, yeah, so. that, that was funny. Um, Kawhi's a superstar. Yeah, he hasn't played in two years. But, like, okay, what about, like... But he's a superstar. Tatum's a superstar. Huh? Or is he not? Is Tatum a superstar? <laughs> huh? Is that? Yeah. Uh, who? <laughs> yeah, he's... A, yeah, I mean, he, yeah, it's hard for me not to... I can't sit up here and tell you Jason Tatum's not a superstar. Yeah, for sure. But like Jalen Brown isn't, you know what I mean? Um, books a super book books a superstar. Sorry. Book is a superstar. Books, yeah, books books a top two shooting guard in the NBA. Sure. So that's what I'm saying. There's probably 15 guys, but it's like okay, it's easier probably to say like this guy isn't right. Like so, Zach is Zach Levine a superstar? No, no. All right. Is uh, how much of this is opinion based? Like how much of this is like. You like them. I just said Zach Levine, he plays for my favorite team. He's not a superstar. No, no, no. I'm saying like the borderline guys. Paul George? Yeah, like a Paul George. If you really like Paul George, you would say he's a superstar. I don't love Paul George. My answer is no, he's not a superstar. He's not a superstar. You know I, feel like we should, I feel like we should, uh, we should do the research on this and bring this back as like a debate. Yeah, and superstar, then, I, like a superstar or not. <laughs> I think the other question like, what's the too, criteria. The other question too is like, do you are can you become a superstar and then not be a superstar? Like Russell Westbrook was a superstar. James Harden. Yeah, like are those guys not superstars anymore? They're not superstars anymore, right? Or what's yeah, no, that, that, Russell Westbrook. If you think Russell Westbrook is still a superstar, then yeah, you should but do you know Lakers what I'm saying? It's like um. <laughs> once you hit superstar status. No, you have to maintain it. You have to maintain superstar. You have status. to maintain superstar status, and I think that that's what makes LeBron's. Run. I mean, if you, you could, look when when it's all said and done, you go back through the numbers on LeBron's career. There's going to be so much crazy shit in there. Um, but when you talk about just outside of the numbers, just narrative wise, LeBron has been a superstar for 20 seasons. And when yeah. you talk about maintaining yourself, even last year he was averaging 38 and seven. You know what I mean? Like, um. So, yeah, like, I think you do have to maintain that level because when you talk about a Westbrook, when you talk about a Harden, these guys have won MVP trophies in the last six years, last seven years, but they're not superstars anymore. I don't think Russ will ever be one again. I think James probably could be. I think Russ's game is just – if he's not the number one guy at the peak of his powers, Russell Westbrook, unfortunately, I know how much you love him, is just uh, – he's a zero. Like, he is – let's just be honest. Russell Westbrook is a basketball zero right now. I'll convince I me otherwise. Zero, but he's a zero. He's not. He's not. He's not. <laughs> he loves to do the things he's not good at. He's, he's fucking zero. He's, literally, every time he pulls up for a jumper, he's just trying to prove everyone in the world wrong. Yeah, like, that's his, yeah. that's the whole issue. I would sag he, off Russell Westbrook. He all, comes all down and day. tries to fire just so he could stick it in everybody's face, and it it, it backfires. That's the it that's backfires. the issue. Yeah, Still one of my favorite players. Russell Westbrook, one of my favorite players of all time. Yeah, peak Westbrook was awesome. So I mean, yeah, I think yeah, I think we should kind of define the criteria on this. This we should table this for uh for NBA preview. But yeah, yeah, I think there's it's probably fifteen guys. There's probably fifteen guys, and then there's some on the cusp guys, and then there's some fan favorites, right? And I think what you really got to separate is the fan favorite from the superstar. Like, yeah, I love yeah. this guy. But yeah. is he actually a superstar? Or do I love Yeah, We didn't even say Giannis. Giannis obviously a superstar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, let me ask you this, just because that came out. Because I was thinking about this. Is that obviously 
we just forgot to mention Giannis, right? Yeah. Easy, plain and simple. Best Probably player the best in the league. Player in the league. Yeah. Probably the number one player in the league. Yeah. Is that something that like you think some of these guys are you would well, yeah, I personally like you would use as like fuel. Like, how could you forget? How could you leave? Like, maybe I'm not doing enough. Like, I should be the first. I should be the first person you mentioned. Fucking name you mentioned. Like, how is it? How is there ever a time where we're talking superstars and my name, (laughs) fucking name, that comes out of your mouth? I always think about stuff like that because it's obviously an accident. We we know Giannis is the man, but I'm thinking like, if you're sitting on your couch and you're Giannis and you hear this, you're like, am I not like? Am I not doing enough? What more? Not entertained. It's just such like a it's such a good motivational tool. Like apparently I'm not doing enough because these guys just named a list of superstars and they didn't name me. And I'm a back to back MVP winner and I have a title. And I scored and I I scored 50 to win it. So like it says he doesn't self promote as much as as a lot of other guys. Like you know, a lot of guys are throwing in your face, right? Like LeBron, I love LeBron, but LeBron is 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 superstar. He's Hollywood. Like he's he, you will always whether whether I'm going to the Jay crossover game or I'm going to the Drew, you know, like I'm LeBron, like that shit. Look, man, I love LeBron, but this is a hundred percent like what he's doing with these playing in these in these programs right now. Yeah. It's it's come on, man. Like it's it's attention seeking. Well, it's what LeBron does. What? No, I don't. No, not at all. I have zero problem with it. Absolutely, do it. I think it's cool when they do it. It's just LeBron doing it to me is like. There's nothing wrong with it. This is not like a LeBron knock. I've, I've talked about how much I love LeBron for years. Um, I think it's great. It's just funny. He's just so like, he's so, <laughs> just say you know what I mean? Say what you want to say. Say he's what you so want to say. self-absorbed and like me, me, me. But it's okay because he does a lot of good and I don't think he's an asshole. But he is very much like, right? I love it. He loves it, dude. He loves walking through Jamal Crawford's game and people have been there since 7 a.m. He loves coming to the Drew and you know whatever you know what i'm saying and getting all that love like lebron loves the love some cats don't really care about the love right like i don't know if Giannis necessarily needs the love outside of his circle Kawhi certainly doesn't need the love from anybody lebron 100 needs the love what future say i inhale the love on a bad day that's that's lebron right like <laughs> lebron is, you know what i'm saying like inhales the love on a bad day like he needs that you know what i'm saying like some guys, not not everybody's built that way. Yeah, yeah. I'm not. I, I can't argue that. And I mean, so that's why. Dope. So when he does shit, it's it's he knows the cameras are there, and if the, he, they're there. Well, yeah, you know, he announced like, "Yo, Jamal, I'm I'm so happy I could do this, Seattle. Yeah, we coming. Yeah, Seattle, we come exactly right. Like, come yeah, on. like I love yeah. Keep Keep. So yeah, yes, he did the yeah, he did the whole he did the, the whole, whole thing, uh, you know, coming, yeah, yeah, for sure, man. Like he yeah, exactly. What did Russell say was on the contract? Hey, Seattle. Hey, Seattle. Come back. Come back. <laughs> Deal's hey, back. Hey, Deal's done. What's the new thing he says now? Uh, let's ride. Let's ride. Denver. Denver. Let's ride. Let's ride. <laughs> Bronco Country. Shut up, Russ. I love Russ. That's your man. So, yeah, I feel it. I go hard. All right, let's let's rotate over to the Bears before we get out of here. Oh, man. Chicago Bears. The Cater Staley's. Another night in Seattle. 
on the part of preseason. Um, but we know the deal, man. I, I, I like the game plan. Real quick, let's not gloss over that. I really did like the Getsy, the Getsy. Yeah. After years of questionable and incompetent play calling, I get it's just a second preseason game. I did like the Getsy. It seemed like we had a play caller who understood the flow of the game and was making calls based on the personnel he had out there. No question. So, yeah, they look good. The the series he played, I'm excited to see it when it comes to uh, when it comes to week one. I'm gonna go to the Bears Giants game. That I think it's like week four, maybe. I'm gonna go to the Meadowlands and have a good time and go check out the boys and be in my bear stuff. But we're gonna be bad. I I I don't want to sugarcoat what's going on. They're gonna be a bad football team, I think. And Diana Rossini allegedly talked to some uh, anonymous sources that confirmed this. Here's Diana Rossini from ESPN talking about what she heard about the Chicago Bears with the grapevine. And have you talked to people there and about them? What are you hearing about the Bears? I had a conversation with the league source yesterday, trying to get a feel of, of how they're seeing the Bears as we know everyone around the league's watching a lot of tape of preseason, and granted it's early. And he shared with me the Chicago Bears are going to be the worst team in football this year, right? I mean, it's only August, and I, and I know that's probably a bit dramatic. But just based on how they look at this point, their offensive line is not good. We know this receiving core, it, it's, it's, it's not good either. Uh, and, and I don't want to spend this whole segment just beating up on the Chicago Bears. And, you know, I have a lot of respect for Matt Eberflus. He's run fantastic defenses. But let's, let's just go back to that basic hiring. You have Justin Fields, a quarterback that needs to develop. And the Chicago Bears went with a defensive-minded head coach. To me, that was the start of the question marks. And then everything else Chris kind of just painted is now – not really falling into place, but kind of making this very jumbled. So I think this is a really big challenge for Justin Fields because we know he needs to take that next step. And everything I hear about who he is as a guy, the kind of player, the work ethic, the leadership, all that stuff is there. Check, 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 check. Who's he throwing to, though? Well, that's the question. And they brought in Nikhil Harry, and he's already injured there. <laughs> um, yeah, so with that, they also put up the following stat. Um, just to kind of speak more to the talent they put yeah. around Fields. But obviously Fields coming into year two. <clears throat> so they had broke down um, supporting cast cap dollars, so money spent on supporting cast for teams that have a quarterback entering their second year. Patriots spent $105 million on their second year at Matt for Jones. Matt Jones, yeah. Jets spent $89 million on their second year for Zach Wilson. Jaguars spent $89 million on the second year for uh, Trevor Lawrence. 49ers spent $72 million on the second year for Trey Lance. On a team that was already good. On a team that was already good, right? The team made the NFC Championship game, correct? Yep. Spent another $72 million to support their guy. Chicago Bears spent $57 million. $57 million on a team with glaring needs, right? And I want to give Ryan Pauls the benefit of the doubt. I want to give him a chance. We haven't even seen the team that he's putting on the field. Um, like Rusini said, I like Eberflus, I want to give him a chance. It seems like he's, you know, this is the press conferences. It seems like he's a straightforward football guy, right? And like, I don't want to keep talking about Nagy, but after years of being lied to, right? It's it's refreshing to hear a guy get up there and it seems like he's just pretty straightforward and tell the truth. But man, it just seems like to me, every other team over these last few years that have drafted a quarterback that they believe in, while they have that quarterback in the first four or five years on that rookie contract have just loaded up and spent a ton of money, right? 
You talk about the Chargers just did it this offseason. You talk about the other teams that we mentioned. You talk about when Mahomes was young. You talk about when Allen was young and the, and the Bills went out and got Stephon Diggs, right? You talk about um, even the Rams with golf, right? With golf, they, they loaded them up with a bunch of bunch of supporting cast to almost just kind of coast these guys along, to give them a ton of confidence, to give them a ton of good players to play with. And it seems like the Bears are just doing the exact opposite, right? Instead of spending all that money and throwing a ton of good players around fields, you're going with younger guys and inexperienced guys and not spending money on the offensive line, which I thought was crazy. They showed the statistic on their Bears or Fields was pressured on 36% of dropbacks last year. One out of every three times that he drops back, more. he's pressured. Almost right? more. More, more. So if he, <laughs> yeah. if he drops back 30 times, he's getting pressured on 12 of them. Like, that's not sustainable in the NFL, and you, and you choose not to go after that position, right? So sometimes you got to overpay in free agency when it comes to protecting your quarterback. Burrow's another guy, right? Um, I didn't like the Jamar Chase uh, drafting last year because I felt they needed offensive line help, and obviously it ended up being a great move for them. But this year they've even invested more in the offensive line, and they just went to the Super Bowl last year. Meanwhile, the Bears aren't spending any, any money on anybody. You hire a defensive head coach, and it just seems like, you're not all in on developing this quarterback the way that you should be. Like when you draft, and it's just like Mitch all over again. And Mitch had his flaws, but you can't sit up here and say that the program was geared towards developing Mitch Trubisky. It never was. And once again, it seems like we got another program that's not geared towards developing the quarterback. Just based on those numbers, you had the money to spend. Who'd you spend it on? All yeah. I saw was guys leave. Mac left. Robinson left. Hicks left. Hicks left. So where's Fuller. the money? Go? You, you, you're not signing Roquan. Not signing Roquan. And I'm not like, again, this isn't like, hey, go out and sign every wide receiver because I'll, you can you can check me back on as long as we've been doing this, you develop it in the trenches, you sign offensive linemen, you get good offensive linemen, you overpay on offensive linemen to protect your quarterback because there's, no quarter, there's no quarterback in the NFL that can throw the ball from their back. I've yet to see one. So that, that, Even that's with my constant thing pressure there. in their face. There's not one. Even, there's not one. Brady, a hallmark of Brady on the Patriots was he, he did not get touched. Never got touched. Never. No question. I think the I've said this multiple times. This is Justin Fields' rookie year for me. Last year doesn't even count. It was a complete scratch. The entire year last year should be wiped from the record books. It didn't count. It was a wash because we had a coach and a GM that were on their way to being fired regardless of what happened, period, point blank. That's it. That's all. I don't care about the playoffs, none of that. The trash squad, everything about it was all negative. Now, we got to give time for Ryan Poles to rebuild. I don't want him to throw bad money, good money after bad, just to, just to spend, like you were saying. So we'll see what they – this year's making – make. Confirming not firing Nagy last year made this year a wash as well. So last year's a wash and then this year's a wash because we have to get shit sorted out. That was always going to be the issue. That was always going to be the plan. And why not do that if you're the McCaskies, if the value of the franchise continues to just shoot through the roof? It was reported that the Bears are worth $5.3 billion last couple of days. So who, who cares if you have him. to – yeah, who cares if you have to – take a year off of winning because you don't want to double dip and pay two coaches, what? whatever. It doesn't matter. Right. My, my biggest problem with this was, was I, I, I quote tweeted that video was people were in the comments saying 
Rossini, what an idiot. She doesn't know what she's talking about. The Bears aren't going to be the worst team in the league. They're going to be like the third or fourth worst. <laughs> what the fuck are we talking about? <laughs> but like Rossini's an idiot. Does she not know about the Falcons and um, the Lions and the Jags? First off, don't ever disrespect the Detroit Lions and Dan Campbell. So, so what? Yes, yeah, exactly. What are we? What are, gee, like, what are we even talking about? Save all that negative venom for not Diana Rossini. Because, by the way, we're going to be really bad. Really bad. Does she not know about the Seahawks? We're, the Bears aren't going to be the worst team in the league. They're going to be number 26. Stupid. Right. It's like, what? We're still one of the Stupid. worst teams in the league by quite a by by quite a wide margin. They're like Sean's, Sean's Twitter dude voice was was great. Stupid. How do we even let Diana Rossini on TV to talk about football? She doesn't I know saw, what she's talking about. I saw the Bears are going to be the worst team in the league. They're going to be twenty eight. Someone was like, "Save this video." <laughs> it's like, okay. What? Yeah, yeah. They're going like, to be terrible. There's, uh, there's we're no, going to be awful. Yeah. We're going to be and one of the worst teams in the league. Yeah, if it's if it's not five. the worst, it's bottom five. So what, yeah. what are we even arguing about here? It's stupid. So right. the, the save the anger and being upset for the McCaskies and us burning multiple years now because they just wanted to give Matt Nagy and Ryan Pace another year when they didn't have to do so. So – don't Wait, call so don't call Danny Rossini an idiot for calling the Bears one of the worst teams or being they might be the worst team in the league when they're going to be a bottom five team in the NFL. So you're get, saying get you rid. don't have a you don't have a problem with them not spending any money this offseason because I push back. I understand everything what you're saying as far as I've already said this should be Fields rookie year if you look at that way and you know it's all about his progress. But I, I think that the issue is you're almost not giving him a chance by not putting anything out there with them. And, like, it's not bad money, but, again, you overspend in free agency. That's just kind of how it works. But we have the money to do it, right? Yeah, but the I'm Patriots are out there spending $100 million, $100 million to get Mac Jones what he needs, right? Because they understand what that can do for his development. Because, again, if we can't we can't evaluate Nick, fields on I his back. I think there's too many holes to fill. They, he, they, they so you just choose not to fill any of them? They They – I mean, it, apparently, the the plan is, is there's so game. many there's so many holes to fill that we're gonna wait till we have because they're gonna have Buku's amount of cap space next year. Yeah, right? but then you're but that's another year closer to having to pay Justin Fields if he's that guy. Yeah, that that clock is ticking, right? No so question. Kyler Murray get paid early. But the clock's not ticking because then you franchise like that. They're not worried. They're not thinking about that deal. Right. Okay. Not, but, like that's like the, probably the last thing they're thinking about. Yeah. That's what so I'm then, saying is right. This is also the thing. Ryan Paul's. This is this is why it's all fucked up, and we should have fired them last year because this is Ryan Paul's first year. He's getting in there. He's getting the bearings. He doesn't want to come in there and just start firing money all over the place. He's like, let me evaluate. Let me see what's man. up. I, I I got my coach. I'm just telling you. I, this is just my opinion on like the culture around the squad right now. Let's get a let's get a solid coach in here. Let's figure out. Let me let me let me get rid of the the people that don't want to be here. Let's let's get Mac out of here. Let's let's get Hicks out of here. I don't want to. I don't want to. It seems like I don't know if. This is coming from ownership or whatever, or Phillips or whatever. It has to be from ownership to not spend. But it doesn't seem like he. I don't want to. I don't want to say this because I don't know. But I, maybe they're maybe they're letting Ryan Pauls know, like, yeah, be cool on spending the money until we get this shit in order, 
and then we, we could maybe do that but next you, year. Because there's no the, reason you wouldn't sign Roquan Smith to a deal. I don't understand that. I don't get well, it. Maybe he's asking for too much. I understand yeah. that. But my, there's no I, reason I, you wouldn't sign offensive linemen, though. How can you evaluate Fields this season if he's gonna if the line got worse? Yeah. Like, how can you evaluate again? Like, I get not going out and splurging on everything, but let's at least like, hey guys, let's solidify the offensive line so that we can evaluate Fields on his feet. Because there's no if if he's getting killed. Don't you remember who was the guy? Uh, Texas Derek Car- Derek David Carr. David Carr was yeah. sacked seventy-two times as a rookie. You don't recover from that. Like, you, it doesn't matter who you are. You can never bounce back from that. Your confidence is gone. Every time you go back there, you think you're going to get killed. Unless so you're Joe you're, Burrow. Unless you're Joe Burrow. Yeah, and even then it costs Yeah, and it also cost you a leg injury too, right? So, like, you don't want to go yeah. down that route. You don't – and he's hurt again. He has, yeah. He's surgery in the offseason because they have not protected him. What they do this year, they went out and signed a bunch of offensive linemen with that money. So, we're going to stop fucking around. We got we got not lucky, but we did our thing last year. But like, it's not sustainable to have him on his ass like this. It's also we're about to invest three hundred, four hundred, five hundred million in them in a couple of years. So for me, I, I get not going out and splurging on receivers. I absolutely understand not splurging on running backs. But to me, you we can't the sit conservative here. route. I think we know. But get an offensive the, line. Yeah, well, yeah, I agree. You can't fuck I mean, around with no offensive line, man. You just can't, it, especially because it's been a problem for it's been a problem for three years now. Yeah. No question. It's been a problem for more than three years. It's been a problem since Cutler. Yep. I just, I don't get it, man. Like, and like the best teams have good offensive lines. The best off, there's no good offense in the NFL that doesn't have a good offensive line. Especially, too, because we have a good. Russ got out of Seattle because they wouldn't protect him. We have a good young running back. Yeah. A couple. Yeah. Matter of fact, Herbert, fucking, you know, David Montgomery there. Those are two young, good young backs. Yeah. You got Komet looks like they're finally trusting him in this coaching style. Clearly, the last one did not. He looks fine. Yeah, I, I just, I mean, this, these are the Give same some guards and tackles. we have every year. But I, I'm, there's nothing worse than going into an NFL year knowing your team is about to wash it out. And that's exactly <laughs> what we're about to do. And then we'll, we'll see. We'll see how it shakes. I hope Justin stays, stays locked and, and can make a couple plays. But yeah, man, there's no targets. There's Komet, there's Mooney. We'll see what the rookie does. We got a lot of questions, man. We'll see, Eddie, we'll see, yeah, we'll see how Bellis. We'll see how um, we'll see how Eddie Jackson shows up. I, I'm so, they say Eberflus has been in his ass all. Camp. I hope so. We'll, like, I think Eberflus is a real like technical type guy, and like he's like, no, what the fuck are you? What are you doing out there? Type yeah. shit. Like you got to yeah. go hard. Yeah. So I'm excited to see how he bounces back. But yeah, we'll see, man. But yeah, don't don't yell at uh, Diana Rossini for saying that the Bears are going to be the worst team in the league, and then your arguments that they're going to be the third or fourth worst best. Like, yeah. I mean, third or fourth worst. Like, and Rossini's out there plugged in. Out. Like, what do you think she's doing? She's literally sitting, yeah. reporting from a training camp. She's, she's literally sitting on the side yeah. of the field. Yeah. She's sitting so on the side of the field. People she's aren't talking home, to her. Like, oh, yeah. yeah, exactly. People are talking to her. They know who she is. <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly. She's been around for a while. She's absolutely plugged in. Like, stop the cat. Yeah, stop the cat. 100%. All right, man. We're out of here. For Big Nick the Quick, I'm your host, Sean Little. Make sure you subscribe, man. Tell the homies to tell a friend. NFL's coming. We'll be locked in. I'm going to get this set up more locked in as well. No catch on Sports Talk Chicago.